0: Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. It has been another busy week for the royal family. Um, Lots of engagements going on, very much into the swing of the new year. Even the Queen is back at work. So, you know, Christmas is now officially over on the 6th of February. Um, So, lots and lots to talk about. So, welcome back, um, Royal Editor Russell Myers. Hello. I'm your host, Anne Gripper. while you have not been around, Russell, I spoke to some lovely students from Goldsmiths University. Nice. They're doing a documentary about um, For the Love of Royals.
1: I saw the picture, actually.
0: Yeah, so they were very lovely. So it was nice to meet them. And they asked some, they asked some really good questions and made me think about things. So it was, it, was not, it was fun to see them. And I might see about getting them in sometime. You know, one week when you're busy and I can't get Always hold of welcome. you to have a chat and see what they, they had. They've been to see um, one of the massive royal fans who's got a huge amount of royal memorabilia. Oh gosh. and there was just like you know the house is just stuffed with and, uh, it all of that all of that so maybe, we, maybe we should have a day out sometime although <laughs> I did end up in a pub last night I saw this I, on I social mean, media outrageous it, uh, still it had, quite fun actually. it was quite fun so it still had it's royal wedding bunting where's up where's the pub Waterloo uh, Southwark Southwark okay. they do a very good line in burgers the Lord Nelson,
1: very cool.
0: Yeah, so they uh, still had the royal wedding bunting up. There was there was a little picture of sort of Prince Charles and Diana in little frames behind the bar. I think the barmaid thought I was Is really it was really royal theme
1: pub. Or? No,
0: it's not. I mean, it's also got probably World Cup or Euro twenty, tw- you know, Euro twenty twenty <laughs> or something bunting up as well. It's uh, you know, it's Can't a fu- it's a fun down. place. Yeah, and then cool. it had some odd, weird old poster things with Charles and Diana on as well on the wall, on the, like hanging as sort and of Meghan drapes. There. So the Harry and Meghan wedding bunting. Anyway, so enough of my night out. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I hope you've had 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 a nice week, Russell. I've had a busy
1: week. Today. I've been all over it? the place. I know, Also. Metaphorically sort. and physically. <laughs>
0: yeah, Russell's not feeling very well today. Again. So we will Can't get, shake this cold. So yeah, we'll try and if he if he gets um. You I'm know. waiting
1: for the Barry White boys to take on.
0: Oh there, there we go. There it's <laughs> arrived. Um. So last <laughs> last time we were sitting here talking to each other, we mm. were um making wild predictions about what. Kate might wear to BAFTA.
1: Well, I and, mean, did I come up with any? I, I don't. No, don't
0: you know. managed to remember what she'd worn the previous year, which was a we'll, white dress. Yes. I mean, in which fact, you were right. I was right. <laughs> yes. She did wear a white dress, and it seems unusually in the royal Twitter sphere that we predicted it as one that she might end up wearing look
1: at this we're on the ball i know two. feeling very proud fingers on the pulse
0: well so i know that um elizabeth holmes who we we quite often uh, mention now because i feel like she's one of our instagram she friends we have various instagram friends and we love to hear from you all at pod save but um she was not a fan of the dress at all i actually really like it do you have do you have thoughts on the dress um
1: yeah didn't i didn't mind it i thought that she's looked um Better in others.
0: You're giving it like a seven. Yeah, I'll you're give it a, seven. a seven. No, it's
1: seven and a half. Seven, seven and, and half. Point five.
0: So I thought it was. You know, I I hadn't initially what your score? spotted. What did I? What would I score I'm going to score it and solid nine. Actually, interesting. I like it. I thought it was glamorous. She'd got a big hairdo. I hadn't clocked the changes to the sleeves. I think that was. Um, oh, had you possi- not? No, oh, possibly dear. another friend yeah. of the Joe Japanese um, ginger who spotted that um when i saw it on the twitter certainly one or maybe what what? i can't remember i'm sorry but uh whoever managed to spot that first well done because i think i was i was on my way home from work and frantically posting it from a train station bench so i probably wasn't (laughs) the glamour i know i know we never stop we never stop um so yeah no i did really i really liked it and i thought her i really liked the the hair as well and you know the kind of There's something about having a floor-length dress that just moves and swishes about when you're walking. I mean, I'm sure you know the feeling, Russell. Of course,
1: you know. I did like the um, this video that I saw on Instagram about some fans shouting out, "Oh, we love you! You look great, Kate." Yeah, and they said, "Well, you look great as well, William," and he reacted to it. And so did Kate. Kate thought it was hilarious. hilarious. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was a little bit disappointed not to see William's green tuxedo back out again. He
1: was wearing his uh, suede loafers, though. And I think these are a very nice touch. Oh. I've got to get myself a pair. Have you? If anyone knows where I can get a very nice pair like Williams, then give me a shout.
0: Yeah, I've not checked out whether there's anybody doing a, you know, what William wore blog just yet. This is it.
1: This could be my calling. Your calling. I I did, I have asked, when I joined the Royal Bee, I did ask why we don't cover what the chaps are wearing. And I was met with a blank expression. (laughs) This is, I mean, this was 2018. We're now in 2020. Blow for equality. We need to be moving on. I mean, I'm dressed, like, um, what w- am I wearing? A blazer, yeah, but
0: dapper, chinos, yeah, and,
1: and a pair of boots, which is normally what they wear, yes. But I think more quality for the raw men. I want to be, I want to know where they're getting their threads from, okay, so pick up some challenge style tips. Star- <laughs> yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I'm going to pass no comment on whether or not you need them, Russell. It's fine, <laughs> <laughs> it is fine. So, um, yes, I, I was a fan of Kate's dress, I was very happy to see it again. Although I thought it was interesting that it was one of the. It's slightly rarer, McQueen Who collection. Was it? It was yeah, she's Queen got more she's got a lot more sort of Jenny Packham dresses that yes. are suitable for those kinds of engagements, I think. Because, you know, it's not quite
1: Who's the other one you liked? Catherine?
0: Catherine Walker. That's, it, that's yeah. a bit less evening wear. It's a bit more kind of like formal that's day wear, I, I think. That's what I thought. <laughs> We should probably move on from fashion, Russell, before you end up thoroughly out of your debt. Um so William did obviously speak as well yes. at BAFTA. Yes,
1: big speech about um diversity and about how, you know, the I mean he's president president of BAFTA, isn't he? So he you know, it's it's right that he was making this point and um you know, putting it out there that the the lack of diversity should be mentioned. I often feel a bit uncomfortable when you know the stars make these sorts of points I mean (coughs) listen this is a very excuse me it's a very very valid point about lack of diversity within the award season but within the whole um, especially because we're here sort of BAFTA Golden Globes Oscars there's going to be a lot of discussion around it and I think certainly that he was right to do it and it probably should come from him Rather than being lectured by um, you know, the stars of other films, so I felt that it was right for him to do it, and I thought that he made a very, very good point. And hopefully, the Academy will will listen to it because there was several good films and um, that should have been nominated.
0: Although at, some, at the same stage, you know, there are people kind of saying, "Well, the royal family have been part of making a mixed race woman feel unwelcome within." her role and you know
1: i I I just have an issue with that because i know for a fact that you that the you know everyone do everybody within the family did try and um, and make megan feel welcome and they you know the sussexes have their own issues about whether they wanted to to remain part of the institution not necessarily part of the family i think that there's you know that that um you know that megan oh, i mean she, when she said that nobody's asked me if i've if i'm okay i thought that was very unfair because everything that i've ever heard has been that they went out of their way to make sure that she was welcomed you know the queen made um an effort in her in her last couple of statements about how she was so impressed that she'd um integrated as part of the family how she'd really got to grips with um a, a lot of the things to do with a centuries old institution and certainly, Charles was a massive fan, is a massive fan of Meghan. So, so I think that's a bit, you know, that's a bit throwing... Um,
0: but it is, It is. I think it is true to say that in all parts of society, we probably have not moved as far forward with definitely, equality definitely. as we should have done, and we should all be mindful we of it. We and our industry is,
1: is like it as well, you know. I think at the Mirror, we have made big strides... To, to make it more equal whether that's um, gender balanced uh, race uh, we, I mean but our industry is, is quite like that isn't it I yeah. mean it's that's a, um, a, a, a an unfortunate fact within it and we definitely do need to do more and certainly the arts need to do more as well and William was 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 well on message by making that point
0: yeah the first thing to moving forward is recognizing you've Absolutely. got a problem Absolutely. so anyway so that was a big deal um also last week we were talking about Prince Charles and the environment and yes. then there was another there was kind of in the uh, Sunday mirror at the weekend uh, another report about you know using a helicopter to flit about to then give a speech about climate which just never looks good so I did do a little poll on our Instagram oh, yeah. as to whether you know should Prince Charles give up flying by helicopter the, the issue with this one was it was essentially i think a 125 mile jo- mile journey he could have just done it by car and that would have used a lot less um you carbon. know carbon um, but I think there was a, a question about you know the time constraints which is always going to be the the thing that's leveled so yeah. we had a few comments back I mean I do find Instagram a little bit frustrating because sometimes I either want to do longer words in my polls McQueen didn't fit it went onto a separate line which McQueen? Looked, yeah so I was trying to do Packham versus McQueen oh right didn't it fit I don't think so or well, maybe I was trying to use their Instagram handle or something there was some kind of anyway I mean you know Instagram problems hashtag, and then sometimes you want to do three options, and it doesn't let you do that. So if anybody knows how to do that, please tell me because it is frustrating anyway. So I had a simple yes or no poll: should Prince Charles give up um, flying by helicopter? It came down as yes fifty one percent, no forty nine percent. I mean, this is Brexit. Well, it's even Brexit closer than even, even closer, closer than Brexit, than Brexit. Yeah. and it was seen by more than a thousand people i can't see how many people voted in it Uh again if somebody knows how to do that please teach me instagram um so that's quite a lot of people from a poll um and anyway some people sent some messages instead whitney de said this isn't simply a yes or no but generally speaking cutting back would be tremendous given his platforms nora says how else is he supposed to get to all his engagements it's not like he could skype like others it's his presence that brings attention to causes hmm. and charities and that i think is always essentially the dilemma yeah, of how definitely. much you have to travel and then lots in venezuela shout out to venezuela Big up. yeah um which reminds me, I must colour in my Canada map and see how far we've got, um, and then potentially do a new
1: one. Well, oh, I need to add to this because a lot of I, I Instagrammed it as well, and those people were telling me about where they were at. So,
0: oh, maybe we might have to have a poll about whether yeah. we're going to let Russell have the crayons. But <laughs> <laughs> can he colour within the lines? We'll have to see. Um, so, uh, yes. Anyway, so lots in Venezuela said uh, I want to say yes, but it simply is easier, more practical, and safer. I'm not quite so sure about that, to fly in helicopter. That being said, if he knows private flying is unavoidable, as Clarence House has said, then maybe try not to do as many speeches focused around the effects of CO2 emissions, maybe focus on the effects of climate change and wildlife and agriculture only instead. Otherwise, he looks like a Category A hypocrite, which is essentially the problem. Okay,
1: so I I, and I do agree with a lot of these points, um, but, he, and the person who said his presence is is a major thing, right, and he's... You know, when he made the speech at Davos, um, I mean, he travelled there by private jet, but then turned up to the Davos speech in an electric car, and that that does matter. Um, I mean, a few people probably neglected to mention that he flew there by private jet, but it it wasn't possible to get there and then get to Israel afterwards, yep. which was obviously really important. I don't have a I don't have a big issue with them travelling mm-hmm. by private jet and and then, let, and then lecturing or. Spreading the word about climate change. And then I might get accused of um, being hypocritical myself because we made a big deal out of Harry and Meghan doing it. However, this is official business. And if there are loads of flights to go to holiday destinations several times a day, then that's an issue. However, if you're travelling on official business, fair enough. But... But... Because Anne is but. pointing at I me. I want to do a but. but. Okay, I'll
0: see if your butt's the same as my well, but. But...
1: I mean, 125 miles to go to an engagement where it didn't look, according to the court circular, that you had other engagements on that day, I think is pretty indefensible. So that's where the sticking point comes. It had been mentioned that um, Prince Charles or the other royals don't make their own travel arrangements. However, I think that's pretty on shaky ground because... You can obviously say well i 'm not that 's ridiculous i 'm not going to travel that short distance by helicopter i can, I can do it in an electric car, which you could have done without it, I will drive
0: either. myself in an electric exactly, car
1: exactly so um it 's fraught with issues I think we 're straddling two worlds at the moment of being. You know the royals are are very very engaged with with issues that are really important to um to to the younger generation and um and and well all generations. I guess it'll be interesting
0: about. to see whether this kind of it has been quite a big topic over the last six months. So mm. it'll be interesting to see whether they do bear it in mind even more and try and adapt to it.
1: Definitely. Well, I think in the when you look at the um the accounts at the end of the year they also tot up the amount of carbon that's being used from flights. Interesting. And uh, I think you know as the years go on we're going to actually look at how they're travelling, how they, could they travel by train, could they I mean for instance ha- um William and Kate went by helicopter to Wales during the week and I went by the train and it was perfectly fine and why couldn't they've travelled by train? And the argument is well they want to Drop the kids off at school and then get back for for the school run. Well, I'm sure a lot of my colleagues who had to take, you know, to get nannies or friends or grandparents to help them out, then then that's that's the real world. And I think that it's not really a great excuse well, we want to get back for the for the school run.
0: And I think they probably do get to do the school run a lot more than Absolutely. a lot of working parents. Do. Yeah, definitely. Um, interesting. Um, so how was Wales?
1: Wales is beautiful. I, I mean,
0: you. some of the pictures. So yeah. I shared one from um, Mumbles
1: Pierce. Mumbles that beautiful. Um, I wasn't at Mumbles. I was at Fort Talbot Tata Tata Steelworks, which was pretty fascinating, to be honest.
0: And we have to say, Kate rocked a hard hat. She looked <laughs> she great. She
1: did. I've got a picture of myself uh, in one, actually. I mean, I'm it?
0: sure you look just as fetching, Russell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a really cool place. I mean, this is sort of a place that was the bedrock of, its, of the community since the 50s. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it's battling with a global market where China is making and dumping... You know, a lot of steel into the market, and it's proving uh, very, very hard to to, to keep pace. Interesting something, fact:
0: something the Mirror has campaigned really hard indeed, on, actually, to support in the, our and, and well. to support the steel industry nationwide. Do you want to know a fact, right? So, their,
1: um, China has made more steel in the last two years than the UK has made in the previous hundred and fifty. That's insane. It is incredible, and this is what you know. Places like Tata are dealing with, and that they're, they're battling against. Um, but they're still got a big, you know, still big industry. Six hundred tons a week, I think it was. Or remember the day it was three, three point two million a year. Uh, they the steel went to make the new standard Anfield for Liverpool Football Club. Oh, uh, a lot of the steel at the Olympic Stadium. So you know, there's still is it's still an awful lot of it being used, and uh, a lot of it finding its way a, a lot around the globe. But but obviously, it's um it's where they would think they would have had near enough 20,000 people working at that plant and they've got 4,000 now. But it was it was really interesting and they were very engaged and royals have visited it before and there was a picture of um, Charles and Diana in the same sort of control room that, um, that uh, William and Kate were in back mm. in 1986 when William was just three years old.
0: Lovely. And th- so they also went... Um, so when they were down at Mumbles Pier, mm. which is the... so Very chilly. So I know down there because my nice. my brother and his family niv- live nearby, okay. sort of d- up on the hill Lovely. outside Swansea. Um, so my husband is from Cardiff. Yes. So obviously he doesn't like Swansea so oh much dear. because there is huge rivalry <laughs> from a football point of view between Cardiff and Swansea, arch rivals. Um, but it's, I find as a new... <laughs> neutral, married in. Um, Swansea is actually very pretty. The bay is very nice. Yes. Uh, Mumbles is the posh bit. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones um, has possibly a place down there, or certainly used to. I think she's like the famous, um, the most famous resident down there. Uh, so they went and visited the lifeboat house. Um, the RNLI always do fabulous work and do great things. Um, they So there was the steelworks, there was Joe's ice cream, Yeah, which is Wales Institution. Is it? Yes.
1: Ah, okay, so that's why they were there, which was, uh, it was top secret until they arrived. I suppose it's quite a little little place and they didn't need to get mobbed. Yeah. Although, newsflash, we found out that uh, Prince William is a chocolate fan. I'm with Wills. You are?
0: I love the chocolate ice cream. Not for me. Not I not love the me. chocolate ice cream.
1: i take the sprinkles, but I'm a vanilla, vanilla man. Uh, well, I don't mind like strawberry ice cream
0: I like vanilla with a flake in sometimes A Interesting. 99 Interesting, classic you know. But mainly chocolate And I have to say On my way home last night I did get a cheeky ice lolly ice I lolly? got a feast what? Yeah yeah. It's, Little cheek It was about I, Two know? degrees I mean I, I had time So oh, my word <laughs> um, And then they went to a boxing club
1: Oh yes Yeah oh. I mean I'm a bit disappointed <laughs> She didn't put the boxing gloves on
0: it's yeah, something. William had a little. Well, game there was a good
1: he... picture. Yeah, I, um...
0: I'm, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a, a um, connoisseur of the boxing, but I wasn't sure well, that I, his I'm punch looked amazing.
1: Yeah, well, he sort of he locked and loaded it, but he was, you know, he's leaving his guard open, you know, <laughs> to <care>. get. <laughs>
0: I think you might be punching in different classes though. I think you you would not you'd be um, you're a little shorter than William. I'm just I think.
1: a tight tired, Yeah, I'm probably about as heavy as him. So
0: oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yes, yeah, so they had that visit, and then William had another another um, engagement yesterday. Yesterday,
1: cool. another heads up thing, uh, which is you know part of the heads up campaign. Heads together. There is going to be two weekends on the football calendar. Soccer to our American cousins, uh, where they are going to make it th- make it a um, uh, a thing before the games about talking about mental health and uh, which is part of this heads up campaign that he's running as president of the football association. But he was playing table football and he was having a jolly good time yesterday. And
0: great pictures from that as well. Did and we put some of the videos up. On I did Instagram. put one of the little videos up, and I, I think. Send them to you. Um, so Emily Andrews one of your colleagues in the yes. in the Royal actually you know she commented about how nice it is to see Kind of people enjoying themselves yeah. on it. like not not around, not being around the royals, not definitely not having to be quite so, yeah. not feeling I like d- they d- needed d- to Akin
1: be. I who is known as the Beast, he's enormous, he is a big definitely guy. definitely in a
0: different boxing class to you, <laughs> Russell. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, he is, uh, he's a big character of the football world, plays for and Wanderers, and he was having a, a great time with Wills. and Wills looked very very relaxed, speaking with no notes. You know, he's obviously well versed in. In this sort of arena at the moment, and um, he looked—I mean—looked I mean, looked like he was having a good time. Uh,
0: so yeah, no, they looked like they were having a great time, and there is that thing I think when you get the royals with either foot, sport, big sports mm. stars or celebrities. I mean, you saw it at BAFTA as well on Sunday night. It just Wacken comes
1: Phoenix curtsying <laughs> to him. I mean, I didn't know whether this was funny or rude. But I suppose Will, he, I mean, he, was, he, he takes a lot of stuff in good spirits.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. I think it's like cheap. Harry would probably
1: cheap. be pitching for for a role for him and him or his wife. Oh, Russell. Controversial,
0: controversial, <laughs> controversial. Um, so yeah, what has, what is the latest on Meghan and Harry that we know?
1: Um, they're, they're living a private life now. Aren't they? they seem to be very happy in their new abode. Um, apart from making their uh, their private security. Allegedly, go and get them coffees and donuts, but the whatever si- they're making them do. Their shopping. I mean, it is
0: it is an, also a stereotype that police do like to have like donuts themselves.
1: I mean, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> um, That's what they do in the, the, films, in all the, the films, films, all the yeah, films, all the yeah, films, yeah, all films the, and TV shows. Cops always eating donuts. I mean, this is a story that came out last week that they were being treated like skivvies. In quotes, uh, that the. I mean, they're, they're not doing very much, are they? The, the um, Harry and Meghan, they're obviously staying in the, this £10 million palatial riverside pad. Um, and, you know, probably just working at the next sort of stage well, what they're going to do with their lives. It seems that, though, um, well, they're going to have an awful lot of time to, to sort it out. I think we've been told that they're going to do a couple of engagements back in the UK. It certainly hasn't been confirmed whether Meghan was going to come back. few people intimating that she will. Um, but certainly Harry's got some stuff in the diary Before the spring, and then... and then, Which was
0: the start of the new era, official start of the new era. That's the official
1: start. And then obviously we've got Invictus coming up as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether the Royal Rota are banned, because they obviously have spoken about how they don't want anything to do with the Royal Rota, who have supported Invictus for, for many, many years, and arguably have made it the success that it has been, because, you know... Personally speaking, when I did Invictus, um, the only one that I have done is in Sydney. It was a massive, massive deal. It creates a huge amount of press attention. Um, you know, the focus should be on the, the worthy individuals who are taking part. And I think that if we were not allowed in, then it would really, really be a big shame. So um, watch this space because it opens very, very soon. So we will have to see, see what's going what on. what goes on. Yeah, And then they did. It's in t- The Hague this year.
0: Oh yes, because it was was it last year? You went over there for kind of the the launch yeah, thing. There was yes, a baby yes, grow and yes, all that yeah, kind of yeah. excitement. And I mean, the, the the most we see really of Meghan and Harry at the moment is when the occasional Instagram posts. And they did post um, for for Waitangi Day. Apologies to our New Zealand listeners if I've said that wrong. But obviously, shared some pictures from when they visited New Zealand yes. on their royal tour. And the, the, you know, some of those
1: right when I, those pictures. I mean, that was probably one of my highlights of doing this job. Being in Rot- Rotorua was possibly one of the highlights of my career. Watching the um, the spectacle that was put on by the locals it was like it was like a, a a hacker, but the whole village came out and did it, and it was just mind-blowingly good. And I remember speaking to people at the airport and telling them where we'd been and they said you know and I obviously knew what a privilege it was but they sort of just reaffirmed it about what a privilege it was to see that cuz not an awful lot of people outside of the village or you know the the um the collection of people um locals get to get to get to witness that and it's just a real big shame that they're not going to be doing stuff like that anymore and i think that w- you know when they do stuff like that as part of the royal family it it, w- it went ac- across the globe and it just I just I just struggle to see how they will have that sort of effect just being Harry and Meghan especially if you know Sussex royal will go which is my prediction I don't think they'll be allowed to keep that by just being the duke and duchess of sussex they'll be sort of you know on the other side of the atlantic it's just going to be a new world yeah, it's a new world so yeah. next
0: next week I'm hoping to um put together a show so I've spoken to um one guest already who's a career coach about like change if you want to change your career what that is really like um so that was That's really cool that was really interesting so we're gonna we're gonna throw it forward for harry and megan as to what the future could look like for them you know president uh, of the as usa as a new... people have been
1: saying when would it be 20 four? Twenty no, twenty four probably be a bit early oh. hillary be back in the frame no no, no
0: she's too old oprah oh, more more likely um Anyway, 2032 maybe. But uh, anyway, we. I've not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm away. not sure about that. I think I'm, I think I'm as sceptical about that as I am about the poll that's doing the rounds on Twitter about or somewhere about whether Harry and Meghan will rock up at the Oscars. I really don't see that no, happening. Surely not. Anyway, so next that. week's next week's show will be about how we kind of like the positive future for Harry and Meghan, what their future could be. Yeah. And also what it feels like when you are going through such a massive change in your life and your career. So, join us for that one next week. But more to talk about this week first. Um, So, Prince Charles, this week, went to TK Maxx.
1: Yes, so this is like TJ Maxx in the States. Oh, Somebody Important has, yes, translation. It is because I think that this this brings it right to home to our American listeners.
0: And for those who aren't in either country, basically it is a it's
1: kind of it's I, like a discount second store. So yeah. if you, it has loads of designer labels, really cool store, big warehouse sort of vibe. And they, you know, if there's like a thread missing on a pair of Armani jeans that are three hundred pounds, you might be able to pick them up for a hundred pounds in TK Maxx.
0: Yeah, so it's but that. it. Yes. It's something that I am not an amazing shopper in because you do have to be prepared to rummage through stuff. You and need some y- patience. You need some patience. Although we do have some good hacks about how to find the good stuff on our website. Really? So like, yeah. Really? I mean, I might have to give it to Russell so okay. you can go find those in my... <laughs> I some new threads. some new my threads. It's looking a bit worn. But, um, you know, it seemed like a really lively visit. There were loads of people out and it was also, I thought it was interesting, it was in the part of London that was really not very far away from where there had been, you know, kind of armed police shot a man dead, dead? on Today, like a, in a sort of a terrorist-related incident. Yeah, I yeah,
1: get, but it's great that they didn't sort of pull out of it. Obviously, why should they? It wasn't in the same sort of area, just down the road. However, um, a lot of the uh, people who work in the store were supported by the apprenticeship, which is by the prince's trust and that's why he went and he said oh isn't it oh, i was back to an accent uh, I, no, like come it. on
0: russell do your prince charles <laughs> impression
1: <laughs> oh it, it, it's fantastic <laughs> is that good right. oh we can have a vote it's on it your queen
0: uh, well yeah well, my last queen statement went on a bit longer than i was anticipating I, well it and went on for a long time I know. <laughs> <It's hilarious. laughs> so uh, yeah the queen she's back at work um, let's finish with, with, oh, it, Charles. with Charles because he said, it, he said it
1: was fantastic I, I love the fact that he was wandering around and you and you know TK Maxx is normally it's a very very busy store but I've never seen a TK Maxx look so pristine because obviously there was by royal appointment was uh he was turning up um and he seemed to enjoy it an awful lot and it was a big boost for the for the apprentices um who, you know who obviously benefit from the prince's trust so it was a a perfect marriage.
0: And it was quite sweet. I think he said he felt a bit guilty that they'd had to be shut while he was there. <laughs> and then Which the, given that the high our high streets are struggling a bit, you and, know, it's the battle with online. And I and think it was one of the managers
1: he said, Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious. He said yeah, me too actually. I'm a bit <laughs> insane, so better open the door. So uh, um yeah, it seemed to be a good uh an, a, a good engagement. It's been been a busy week.
0: It has been a busy week. Um, and for the Queen as well, do engagements fair.
1: Well the Queen was at a pumping house in uh, Sandringham. It <laughs> She just
0: made me think of that old old nursery rhyme. the Queen was in a, king was in his counting house counting all, all his, his money. money. So the, the Queen was house. pumping pump, pump. all her water what? out of <laughs> Uh, she awesome. needs work. She was hitting um, hitting a very important red button. I, just, I saw that, yeah. And I just thought, how so. many you know buttons must she have pressed to start things, and plaques must she have unveiled over the course of her many many years on the throne? In fact, we'll, we'll hear right at the end of the episode a little bit of a look back with um, Zoe Forsey, our our friend who we've not heard from recently about. The accession day and how all of that um, that happened. But, you know, she, the Queen has had 68 years of, of doing this stuff.
1: 68 today?
0: Yes. Although I always get that confused. Maybe she's completed 67 and it's the... Well, no, she, beca- she
1: became the Queen 68 years ago today on the 6th of February when her father passed away. See, I, I mean, And soon she's going to become the fourth longest reigning monarch ever.
0: In any country? In
1: any country. Wow. I've, I did know this I think it's a chap from Liechtenstein oh. who was the uh, the winner Move, moving up the
0: league <laughs> moving up the league <laughs> tables table, yeah. um, so yes there were some really quite beautiful pictures as well it was kind of a frosty day the queen in her headscarf in that kind of classic queen look to keep her hair straight and then there had been the um the outing at RAF Marham earlier in the week with the fast jets which I mean I'm sure Russell you would probably quite like to go look at the like airplanes.
1: Yeah, I did like the jets. Um, but it's it's been a busy week. Can't do it all. Can't speak <laughs> as much as I'd love to.
0: So, um let's hear let's travel back in time.
1: Can I just say Louis the 14th is the longest reigning monarch. Oh. Seventy-two years, one hundred and ten days. The Queen is sixty-seven years, three hundred and sixty-one days, and that was a well. Anyway, she's she's nearly number four. She's number five at the moment. Um, Wow, sorry, long long may she reign and
0: and take over the uh, uh, take over that top spot. And uh, so, yeah, you know, good use of probably
1: five years to go. Less than five years, probably countdown. Safe bet. Yeah. Uh, Let, well, before I interrupted you, what we we saying?
0: We were saying let's hear from. Let's, we've had enough of your clap claptrap. <laughs>
1: Amen to that. Amen yeah.
0: to that. And let's hear from Zoe Forsey, looking back, travelling back in time to uh, to talk about the uh, that day when the Queen got the news while she was away travelling that her father had died and that she was now the Queen of the queen the queen of england and beyond essentially
2: So I think at first thought, lots of people might think that, you know, the anniversary of the day that the Queen took the throne might be a celebration or a happy day. But obviously, when you think about it, it's the complete opposite, because the reason that she took the throne when she did and so suddenly is because her father passed away. And so for her, it obviously is a real, must be a real day of kind of mixed emotions, because it is essentially the day that her life changed forever. And not only did she lose her dad, she became queen at such a young age as well. Uh, so uh, King George the Sixth died in his sleep at Sandringham um, amid a battle with lung cancer and um, he was only 56 at the time and he was 16 years into his reign and um, that the queen was asked to lead from the moment that he died. Um, she was just 25 at the time so if you think about that um, as well as losing her dad which is extremely difficult for anyone at any point to lose them when they're That young and also knowing that you're becoming queen and so she was sovereign of 32 countries at the time ruling over an estimated 200 million people around the world and from that that moment when the news broke she knew that they were all looking to her to lead the way and so she was in Kenya at the time with Prince Philip on a royal tour when the news broke. Um, they'd just got back from a safari um, and when everyone found out she was actually writing a letter to her dad telling him about all the animals they'd seen and what they'd been doing and um, they'd watched some of it. They'd stayed up late and kind of watched it by moonlight. Um, so, you know, he, she was really excitedly writing about the trip um, but obviously he never got to read that letter because he'd already passed away. Um, they all found out there because uh, they, then Princess Elizabeth's uh, private secretary uh, found out from the editor of one of the papers over in Africa. Um, he called the lodge and basically said, "Look, we've heard this." Um, he was very discreet about it, but you know, said, "You know, what do you know?" And the uh, private secretary basically had to say, "We don't know anything." And they kind of said, "Right, you need to go. You need to go and find a, a, a radio and listen to this because the news had, you know, already broken." Um so apparently, they didn't tell the Queen or Philip about it at this point um and apparently one of the aides actually kind of snuck into the living room when they were sitting and kind of got the radio out and went to listen to it because obviously i'm assuming they wanted to check to check it before they told them um and so yeah then they listened heard the news Um, which was obviously must have been a complete shock and, you know, very heartbreaking. Um, So it was actually one of the the Queen's lady-in-waiting, Pamela Mountbatten, was one of the few people who was there on the day, and she's written about it um, in one of her books. And she said that they went and told Philip first, and she said that Philip lifted his newspaper to cover his face with a gesture of despair, saying this will be such a blow. Um, So obviously it was a huge shock for him because we obviously think a lot about how princess elizabeth's life changed forever but also philip's did too because he went from being you know kind of a minor role to you know being married to the queen um so philip then had the job of telling his wife that his uh, that the king had died uh, he you know understandably didn't want to do it in front of everyone so he took her for a walk through the lodges gardens and kind of told her then um obviously we don't know and you know rightly so this is a an unimaginable conversation so we don't know the details of what was said in it but pamela has said that the queen when she came back in again was completely calm um and one thing that i think is just uh you know kind of astounding really that one the first thing she did was she apologized to her staff because she said you know i'm really sorry um she said um i'm really sorry this means we're all going to have to go home because they were in the middle of this amazing trip um but she apparently asked for an hour on her own Um, just to kind of take this all in because you know you can't even imagine that on a 25 year old shoulders Um, but then as soon as she'd had that hour she kind of went straight into organizing you know getting home what she had to do everything like that so that yeah they got on a plane straight back home again and there was a slight delay I believe due to the storm Um, and there was a minor issue on the plane that because they were part of a tour The suitcase that had her morning outfits, as we know, I think we've mentioned it in previous podcasts, that every time the rules go away, they always carry a black outfit with them in case anything like this happens. But that suitcase had already been sent on. Because they didn't have that outfit, uh, the Queen travelled on the plane in a blue suit. Um, there's actually remarkably some footage of her from that flight. Um, she Prince Philip took it. There's a short clip and there's there's photographs, which we have on the Mirror's website, if anyone's had a chance to look, uh, which just show her sitting there. She's eating lunch with Pamela, actually. Um, and there's a moment where she she looks at the camera, and as soon as she realises that Philip's filming her, she kind of puts this... Very brave smile on, um, but like later, I think the clip. It's a very short clip; it's only about fifteen seconds. But you can see her. She looks quite, you know, she looks emotional. She looks sad as you, as you would in this situation. But it's a really rare insight, actually, into a really historical day. And um, it was something actually that hadn't been seen at all until uh, twenty twelve. And Prince Charles actually hadn't seen it at all, but he was shown it as part of a documentary. Um, and he's kind of describing it, and it, it's quite interesting watching him watch his mum in that situation, um, because it's kind of that very rare, like almost raw insight into the royals um and the queen coming to terms with this this huge change to her life. Um obviously when they landed uh, back in the UK, they were met by lots of important figures. Um the Queen by this point had changed into her the outfit that was bought on for her. Um but she was met by lots of important figures, including Winston Churchill, who we know um, she had an extremely close relationship with and she really looked up to and was a really important advisor to her so from that day immediately she went from being on this royal tour which was all planned out to everything changing forever um, and and yes, yeah, so she wasn't crowned until a year officially until a year later when she had her coronation which was on the 2nd of June uh, in 1953 and um, which was obviously all seen the photos of but from that day everything changed and she had to take on as well as, you know, mourning the loss of her father and, you know, looking after her younger sister and everything like that. She had this huge, you know, this huge new role in life. So now we don't know exactly what she does, but we know that she has a kind of quiet day of reflection. Um, She always stays in Sandringham, so she can mark this anniversary there. Um, It's obviously where her dad was when he did pass away so she spends the day there so obviously the royals are always in Sandring for christmas so she kind of extends her break and once this is over she'll then return to london and uh carry on with the rest of the year
0: so the i mean i can't imagine what that must have been like you know well, when
1: you well your father dying really early as well i mean he was only what was he 50 too um,
0: we should know these facts really? shouldn't we? but um failing our history GCSEs here i think all yes, over again much. um but yeah that that um that weight of responsibility that arrives at the same time as that weight of grief and actually there's so few people that know what that experience would be like and basically one of the very few people who would know what that experience is like has, has just died so you can't it's yes. not like you can talk to them about how to 56 years. was it.
1: Fifty six. I mean, that's you know, it's no, no age, isn't it? No. And then for such a young woman to have taken such responsibility as well, and and realistically, that probably won't happen for an awful long time because you've got her. You know, Charles is seventy one now. Uh, William's what 37, 38 and then you've you know, by the time George and his children come,
0: who knows what life expectancy will be? Well,
1: exactly. I mean, we'll all you and
0: I will be like 278 <laughs> still doing <laughs> this still podcast doing it, yeah yeah let's, well, hope. let's hope so I mean that would be fun I mean I don't think I'll have got bored of you by then let's hope let's <laughs> you hope you be would, the only one at this, right? let's hope you won't have got, got bored of me and our, and our listeners will not have got bored Never. of either of us so well I think um you have had a busy week and you're not very well so we have to say get well yeah, soon. Thanks very much. But we'll give you a week off next week unless, you know, unless major major stuff happens.
1: Let's try and put some pictures up of um Camilla later because Camilla is at a prison today and she's done a few of these before so she's at a prison in South London visiting some of the women. It's one of only a dozen or so of uh, all female prisons in the uk um and she's she's had a very busy week as well
0: she has she has been quietly working well during the week working away getting stuff done like some ladies like to do yes myself included so <laughs> i should go back to my normal day job as well but anyway uh we have gone very rambly yeah. right at the end clearly yeah. time for lunch and uh, hand, hand this over to lovely Daniel Jackson, who I don't mention often enough, who does the edits each week. Oh, when we mention
1: him enough. He's, he's, you
0: know, oh, of... come on, Russell. He gets you about <laughs> all, all sorts of problems. He gets you on I the know. telly he's all around good. the world making him. it work. Anyway, i um, lovely listeners thank you for joining us do message us at PodSave on instagram we're on twitter as well i mean russell's all over twitter all of the time sharing news and videos and pictures in his own right you're rj myers at on RJ twitter
1: myers. russell j myers on insta and, and tell us what more you want because maybe maybe some stuff from the archives Oh yeah, a bit one of, of our history. Our reporters, Andy Lines, is good at that. He always do, digs out sort of mirror front pages of the day, but maybe and the Why today's would, was great yeah, as today's well. Today's is good because we have a front uh, page of a story which is fascinating, and I have actually linked it to my Instagram. So I will. And it's not one that I
0: was aware of until today, no, although I did a, vaguely ring 40, a
1: bell. Forty-six years ago, um, a chap called Ronnie Russell, who was a hero, and just briefly, he tackled a gunman who fled after he had shot four people in 1974 Including in a
0: passing Daily Mirror reporter, I think. know, it's <laughs> insane.
1: Incredible story. So you must read it. And, but the, the crux of it is that he saved Princess Anne. Princess Anne was driving down the mall and this gunman was on the loose and this chap, Ronnie Russell, dived in and rescued Princess Anne. Now, not only was he awarded the George Medal, and the reason we, we, it's come to the fore 46 years later... A bit more of his stories because very sadly he's fallen upon hard times, he's got some health issues, and he's having to sell his George Medal. However, he revealed for the first time in an interview with one of our reporters that
0: Adam the, Aspinall, let's Adam, give him full credit.
1: Big up, Adam. Um, that the Queen had paid off his mortgage for saving Princess Anne's life out of her personal income as a token of her appreciation and deep gratitude to to Mr. Russell. So um it is on the Daily Mirror website. I will link it to Our uh, Instagram pages, both at Podsafe and on my own personal one. And you can also see the Daily Mirror um, edition from Thursday, March 21st, 1974. Anne and Mark in gun terror, assassination bid, royal detective hurt. So yeah, you can I, feast your eyes on it, and so maybe maybe we'll dig some more stuff out oh, the archives. Yeah, Tell and us what maybe, you want to, you see if we see. can
0: find the people who were involved back at back at the time. What it was yeah, all be about. Fascinating. I wonder who them. the
1: uh, reporter was.
0: So, all right, well, you've got some homework then, Russell. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <yes. laughs> okay. All right. Enough of that for this week. Uh, thank you ever so much as ever for joining us, and until next time. All save the Queen.